Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parent in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern-day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Can you say my friend's name? His name is Rob Beckett. Okay. What do you want? Rob Beckett. Rob Beckett. Rob Beckett. Did you say Josh Widdicombe? Josh Beckett. That's very good. Thank you, Hattie. Ooh. That was a good one, wasn't it? It was good. And now, we've done it the other way today, Rob. You've got the information, I've got the intro. Well, we're doing this face-to-face, so yeah. it's, we thought we'd change it up. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't seem to really know what the intro was. No, I've never listened, because I'm too busy panically downloading the sound file for the... Uh... <laughs> okay, well, do you want to know who that is? Do you want to guess where they're from? Hattie, um, from Newcastle. Okay. Um, no, it was um, Beersden near Glasgow. Not far. And they're called the McGrowthers. Oh. Claire 43, Andy 47, and ha- this has got a lot of names here. Harriet Roberta Heather, HRH, our own little princess, three and a half. Yeah. Archie David Alexander McGrower, Adam in brackets. What? Oh, the A-D-A-M. Age nine, Murray the dog, age 10. I think they've got too many names for their children. Yeah, I do. I think you just need to trim that down. They, they really do, actually. Um, anyway, thanks for getting in touch. A bit Bearsden near Glasgow. Um, a bit weird. Yeah, I feel we've... like having a wank with my left hand, that. <laughs> Sorry. Which I... you were doing at the same time, which <laughs> yeah, I thought was yeah. inappropriate. That's why I didn't, I'm always against meeting up yeah, in yeah. person, because yeah. I do masturbate at the opener. <laughs> Not when the kids are talking, <laughs> no, when no, you're talking. Course. Just get that clear. Yeah, that is close, wasn't it? <laughs> um, we're here because we've just done Lorraine. Yes, well, appeared on a show. Oh, Calm down. Right. Here we go. Woo, a bit laddie, innit? Yeah. Face <laughs> to face, it's suddenly the <laughs> testosterone in the room kicks off. Do you know what I love most? Birds. I love birds yeah. and beers. No, so I'm getting yeah. overexcited. That's no, right. I get overexcited when there's other people. So I think actually. Oh, is that at, the problem? At home, it's good because I'm detached. So I, I go down a level. Yeah. But I've had coffee. I've been on Lorraine with you. And now I feel overexcited. And it's very small, this booth. It's like a little sauna. It is. When you imagine face to face, you imagine us in like, you know, like that three Joe Rogan with like all the cameras and <laughs> yeah. stuff. But the fact is, 
if you stuck your foot out, we'd be playing footsie Big at time. this stage. Yeah, but um, it's nice to be face to face. Did you enjoy Lorraine? I did enjoy Lorraine. Um, it was we we very early start. A yeah. couple of things. Six thirty a.m. I was picked up. Yeah. For a eight a.m. arrival. Yeah. Um, what about you? It must have been about quarter to eight, was it? Because <laughs> you you live in London. Uh, six forty-five. So uh, fifteen. So fifteen minutes later. Five than minutes me. zone. Five, what's that? Five minutes per zone. Five minutes per zone. So zone but two I'm of London. So, I'm, I'm so zone right. two of London. Yeah, but it's circular, isn't it? So I'm on the wrong side of London. Well, exactly. But you're paying all that extra to be in zone two. Yeah, but not. And you're not I, getting not the benefit. Doing, no, what? What? The one day I do Lorraine. Every two years, yes, yeah. it does have an impact. <laughs> it's more. It's more often than that. Um, but we wore the same clothes by accident on Lorraine. Genuinely. But and that's everyone asks us. If we did it on purpose. Every- no. Like, no. But the problem is, if we did it on purpose, it would be so sad. Yeah. But loads of people would think we've done that. But it was yeah. an accident. Yeah. I just grabbed, basically, I had a load of clothes left over from TV and shows. And I yeah, grabbed- mine's, mine's left over from last leg. It was basically, Coral was our last last choice, so we used it on Lorraine. Yeah, so we're both in salmon pink shirts. Is that Coral or salmon pink? I don't know. Is that salmon it's almost neon. Yeah, you can see it if you go on a our yeah, Twitter. Yeah, it it it. Just Google two twats in tops. <laughs> it's trending. <laughs> it was weird, wasn't it? I, but we doubled I'd, down and wore it because I did have a yeah, black t-shirt. But, but it said Docker's beers on it. Is you wearing Doc's it now? Grimsby. Doc's yeah. beers. Doc's beers. Grimsby. But that wasn't what we we're promoting. No, but they've had a right old touch, haven't they? Lorraine, now this. Yeah. That can be our small business. I think we've given them a small business shout out before. Have we? Yeah, they're not having another no, one. They're not a small business anymore after today. They're huge. Pretty um, big deal. But yeah, we went on Lorraine. Do you enjoy it? Yeah, I did. It's always weird doing that. And I think because we was doing it together, I just feel really silly because it's so stupid, isn't it, being on the telly? Yeah, we were still talking while she was doing the links. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, you you're talking about Bradley from S Club 7. Yeah, I was just... You, you, you'd carried on talking and I thought, well, why not? <laughs> Am I a bad influence? Yeah, well, I just think you'll get the blame. Well, yeah, because you're... you're that's the first one we've done together because I did... The one show on my own. Yeah, I'm and, that we've discussed this. And you're doing Sunday brunch. Oh, talk to me about Sunday brunch. <laughs> you do the one show half an hour. Sunday brunch is four hours or something. It'll be fun though. How are you? How's your week been? Good. Big party tomorrow. Big party tomorrow. <laughs> Big party tomorrow. Excited. Still not sorted out the uh, entertainer. Well, I don't know. We don't uh, the, know. At the time you... of recording, I hope we have. Well, you put a call out on Tuesday for an entertainer. Yeah. It's Friday and you're still waiting back for a confirmation. No, no, I don't. No, no. We, well, no. <laughs> well, is fine. there a possibility that tomorrow at your daughter's birthday, you're the turn? No, there's no possibility of that. Okay, well, let's free. rephrase that. If there is a possibility of that, what's your opening joke? What's, what are you I'm doing? Not, I'm so, not doing the turn. Here we go. Here the, we go. The problem here we go. is I'd, I'd end up playing to the adults at the back. Okay, right. I? Well, well no. let's go through it. So here we go. No. The inter- I've, I know it's entertainer. I'm really sorry, but can't, you're, you're itching. I, I love doing this face-to-face. I can yeah. see you getting stressed physically. So, I mean, so, yeah, you're, so you're in the pub, right? Yeah. Don't upper wor- room. Upper upper room, yeah. It's a function room. Don't worry, kids. The entertainer's going to be here in 20 minutes. They're getting a bit restless. They're bored of the Enjoy room. Enjoy yourselves. Play. You've said... Entertainers going to be in 20 minutes. Don't worry, kids. They're bored of the room. Yeah. They've had a bit of food. They've had a play. Yeah. They've all seen each other. Now they're all sat down, cross-legged, looking at the stage, yeah. waiting for the entertainer to arrive. It's yeah. your daughter's birthday. Yeah. And they're waiting to be entertained. What do you do? What about that Liz Truss, eh? What's, <laughs> what's going on there? No, but you, do you go on and try and do some games? You can't no, do stand Yeah, up. I would. I do. I do. I do. What's the time, Mr. Wolf? Nice. Yeah, 
Almost like I'll just do a couple of games. Mr. And Mr. You, Wolf, what are you wearing? What am I wearing? Probably a salmon pink shirt with a blue jacket. Same, and that... I'd turn up, and my daughter's wearing the same thing. I imagine. <laughs> um, <laughs> What's the time, Mr. Wolf? What's the time, Mr. Wolf? Sleeping dogs, whatever it's called. Musical lines. statues. Yes. Big, playing music from my phone really quietly. Past the parcel. Past the parcel. You won't have done that. I won't, it's difficult to riff past the parcel because well, you never worth, parcel. Is it worth organising a panic past the parcel in case? Uh, we discussed. We genuinely discussed past the parcel. I think there's two birthday girls. You've got a problem there. Yes. Yeah, so no. So what you do is you have there's these be sweets on each layer. Obviously. Yeah, I know, but the end needs to be the birthday. Yeah, but two things in it, and then go. Why don't you share that with the other birthday girl? Yeah, and they'll go no. <laughs> yeah, but then you've got to lay down the law. Yeah, I, I just think two pastel parcels, two parcels going, one going anti and one going clockwise, and then you time it so that. The, oh my god! The, imagine how difficult <laughs> that would be. <laughs> the two birthday girls are opposite each other. They're equidistant, and the parcels have got to be at the same yeah. point. No, no, <laughs> and they've got to have the same amount. Then it'll turn out one of them's got one too many layers, or something. It'd be an absolute nightmare. Pastel oh, parcels too difficult, but musical statues fine. Musical chairs is too brutal, I think. Yeah. Have you got a sound system there then? No, I'd be playing it off my phone. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So what, what, what would you go for? Like Blur, would you go? Part no, I'd go with like Paw Patrol probably. <laughs> I don't watch Paw Patrol. No, I was, waiting, I was waiting for you to pause. Pause? Oh, that's a... Like, it's musical statues, isn't Oh, it? sorry. Okay. Yeah, but I do think we are There's stretching... There's there as well, with pause. I pause, can, I yeah. can have fun there. Yeah, but also, we're really stretching the listeners' commitment to this. If we play musical statues on a podcast... I think it's I think it's the ultimate test. <laughs> well, to see if people still listen. Let's give it a go. Michael's moved. He's, he's laughing. <laughs> he's out. He, yeah, oh, you fucking he's loser. Yeah, Fuck off, gone. mate. Yeah. No sherbet dip there for you, boy. <laughs> Right, um, should we bring on Fern Cotton? Yeah, she was brilliant. It's great. So we should shut up and yeah. actually get to Fern Cotton. Okay. And uh, use her new app, Happy Place, and oh, her yeah. new book. Yeah, she's got a book out. We'll talk about we'll it. We'll talk about that. Do you know I've got a book out? Yesterday. Yeah, our book came out yesterday. Our book came out yesterday. Buy it. And your TikTok's out now as well. And I'm TikTok. Like, stop <laughs> slapping stuff. Sorry. <laughs> that was a chair, not people. <laughs> anyway, our book's out. <laughs> this See? is Fern Cotton. <laughs> Josh, do you want to lead? Phone Cotton, hello. <laughs> right? We do that every time. It's like, I know, so I Rob goes to do the intro. It's like, I literally say hello. That was the intro, hi. Well, there's an intro beforehand. So I, before... know, we don't, I don't need two intros. No, you, I think it's embarrassing if you sit there while we go, Phone Cotton is a star of radio and television. Like, As you I just vomit be... yeah. on the floor. How are you? I'm, yeah, I'm good, actually. I'm really good. I feel like... Um, a greyhound at the start of a race. I'm about to be let out. I've got so much to talk about. about oh, well, get all go. sorts. And also, just I love your podcast. So I've oh, got thank I, you. this. Could almost be a sort of like back in the day. I did um, extra factor, like the oh, yeah, extra yeah. bit of X factor. Yeah. I feel like I could yeah. do an extra show <laughs> of Parenting Hell. <laughs> Parenting Hell, the guy. Yeah, like really? a debrief show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hell's yeah. Big brother. <laughs> Yeah, I could do that and have guests on and we discuss what you've said. I could do that. <laughs> do you know what? Don't yeah. rule it out, Fern. Don't rule it out. <laughs> oh, that would be terrifying. So we're just going to talk about, you know, the Rob saying he had the shits last week. Um, so... <laughs> no, do you know what? Do you know what was really making me happy? So 
I haven't drunk in, like, properly, had, like, mm. more than a drink. So I haven't had multiple mm. drinks in the same day for about five years because of being a parent and I just don't want to feel like shit. Yeah. But the other day, yeah. I had an accidental drunken evening with my five best mates from school. That They're, oh, like, nice. my, my crew. Yeah. And we went for a casual dinner that went... <laughs> went very wrong and the next day I had a lengthy drive home and I was listening to the hangover special episode (laughs) and it was like there was like a visceral resonance to everything like Josh even like the tone of your voice it was everything I was like oh Oh. Thank you. Well, do you Thank know, you, what Josh. I don't know if I said on the episode, I don't because I don't remember really, is that we were recording at 10 a.m. And I, did I say that I woke up fully clothed on my bed? Yeah, yeah, yeah we at heard 9:50. it all. I don't even remember like saying that. Absolute God. shit. Yeah, oh, you sounded God. awful. You were de- you were like seriously parched. Oh, there was yeah. very little liquid in that hotel room. The fire alarm was going off. It was brilliant. I actually felt really good about my hangover yeah. in comparison to yours. I'm glad I could bring that to you. <laughs> you did. Your, your USP, Josh, is making people feel better about their lives, <laughs> yeah, which is terrible <laughs> for you. <laughs> you do it so well. It comes so naturally. <laughs> Let's hope I never find happiness. The whole country will be in trouble. <laughs> Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Ferd, how many kids have you got for the uninitiated? What's the kids set up? Well, I I cover all all areas here, the full spectrum. So we go, we'll start with my stepson, who's 20. He's a he's a man, oh, actual 20. man. <laughs> actual six foot three man. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the <laughs> whole thing. And then Lola, my stepdaughter, who's 17. Then we go down yep. to Rex, my son, who's nine, and then my daughter, who's seven. So we've got a whole oh, wow. cross-section all... going on, yeah. So how how old were your stepkids when you first sort of met them and entered their lives? So Five and nine. Five and nine. So you've yeah. seen them from being little, and yeah, now yeah. he is just a massive bloke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the crazy thing. Like, especially with Lola. She was this tiny cute little blonde five-year-old adorable and now she's towers over me can't fit in my shoes she's like a woman it's just the whole thing is mad oh wow and do you yeah when you've got a 20 year old stepson are you still the stepmom are you now kind of almost just a, a kind of a mate do you know what i mean like i'm not cool enough to be a mate i mean there's oh, still that on. sort of thing no when it's your kids or stepkids, you you can't impress them. It's it is impossible. So yeah. I am just some you sort of. You must be a cool mum for no. Surely, if you're not, what hope have we got? No, no, absolutely. Like, the rule, panicking. the rule stands for everyone. I am just an embarrassment, and <laughs> I can't <laughs> I can't impress them. I try and impress my stepkids. I'm like. Would this be a cool thing to admit that I've interviewed this person? Not literally, not interested. So no, I'm definitely not in mate territory. I'm still tragic stepmom, really trying to be cool. But also, am I right? I'm right in this, aren't I? That their granddad is one of the coolest men in the world, right? Yeah, they do think he's cool, but he's like yeah. next level cool. So yeah. 
That's yeah, that's that granddad. Ronnie Sorry, Wood from Rolling Stones. Oh, Ronnie yes. Wood, yeah. Ronnie so, Wood. So you're so however edgy your stories about going for a few drinks with your mates are, <laughs> Ronnie Wood can I, really touch the sides. <laughs> I touch the sides. He can he can quite literally trump any story that I tell. <laughs> <laughs> Does he do normal granddad things? Or is he not? Is it yeah, sort of a different sometimes. kind of I mean role? he's got this is the other our family's quite intense. So He's got five-year-old twins, so my oh, wow. yeah. my husband, who's forty-six, has got five-year-old sisters, <laughs> and Arthur, who's twenty, has got an, has got aunties that are five. Wow! Oh my god, it's like it's like Game of Thrones. It is like Game of Thrones. It really is. Um, it's quite extraordinary. So yeah, there's a Game lot to get Stones. your head around. Oh, 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 Game of Stones, really good. There You've peaked is. five Come minutes on. in. We're doomed. God, I'll tap out now. Just keep up on a bit. Like, that'll do me for the day. Do the uh, do the step kids help with the uh, with the younger kids? Let's. We're doing an honest podcast. Um, Lola does. (laughs) No, No, Lola does. Lola is really good. Arthur is in his last year of uni at Newcastle. Mm. He's having the time of his life. Looking after his small siblings is not on the agenda. He's not high on the priority list. But Lola is very helpful. She'll babysit for us occasionally, um, and she is just a very helpful person. So. Yes, one of them does. But, I, you know, I'm not dissing Arthur live on a podcast. I, no. Arthur is an amazing, amazing young man, and I love him. He's just got other things on his agenda yeah. right now. When I was 20, there was no way I would have looked after a young kid. Absolutely no way. not. No, no way. way. Would you, Rob? Are you right? What's happened there, No, Rob? absolutely not. I've just dropped something. All right. That's my wedding ring. It's your um, wedding ring? That sounds bad, That's ominous, it? yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Soho alone. Let's lose it. <laughs> Yeah, no, at 20, you don't want to be looking after young kids. I mean, it's hard enough for us when there are kids, so yeah. why would he want to do that with his siblings? No. So at one point, did you have teenagers in the house and then newborn Small babies? kids, yeah. There was a very intense period where Honey was a newborn, Rex was two, Lola was probably 10, I can't do the maths, or yeah. a bit older, and Arthur was a teenager. I mean, Oof. it was... I don't know how we did it. Like, I look yeah. back, and we, we take all four on holiday still every year. Like, that is an absolute must. We've done it consistently for the last 12 years. Yeah. That's not a holiday. No way. That... No, because they all want to do different things, I imagine, don't they? Where do you, where do you go? What's the, where, where, where are you going on holiday to uh, keep them all happy? Do you know what? We've, we do a lot of Ibiza because it does cover everyone. Arthur can go out on the piss. Yeah. Lola can have nice little meals with us. The little ones have got a nice beach. Yeah. So yeah. that's sort of... But it is every... Like, we'll be getting up super early still because, obviously, there's no yeah. line on a holiday. And we want to go to the beach. But then Arthur gets up... And we're sort of having lunch. It's just, it's yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, that, that is a, it's a spread, isn't it? That's the problem. Yeah, it's so, really hard. So how does it work now? So Arthur's at uni. Yeah. And sorry, how, did you, how old did you say Rex and Honey are now? Five and seven? Rex is, no, Rex is nine, nine. and Honey's seven. Nine and seven. And so, They're good ages, nine and seven, I'm really ages, enjoying. Right? Yeah. yeah, It's it feels like... I'm probably getting... Because your kids are a lot... Well, not a lot younger, but they're younger. So it's still quite a lot of practical stuff, isn't there? I think I'm just coming out of that now. So it's less labour-intensive, but they haven't got the attitude yet. 
That's well, Rex is on spot. the cusp at right. nine. Already, Rex yeah. is on the cusp. He's ten in the new year. We're hurtling towards that team thing, and there's some sort of hormonal stuff probably going on. We're on the cusp, you know. I, mm. You know, there's like what? you're an idiot, that sort of thing right. going on. You're an <laughs> idiot. How do you yeah. deal with that? Are you? Ah, oh, not well. No. <laughs> not well. <laughs> Who likes? I don't like being called an idiot. I hate <laughs> being called an idiot. <laughs> No, I don't deal with it well. I don't deal with any of it well. And it depends, doesn't it? Like some days when you're not tired, you feel like, yeah, I can really cope with the emotional hurdles here. And then other days you just think, I'm locking myself in a cupboard. I don't, can't deal with it. It's hard. But I think, you know, the worst is yet to come, probably. <laughs> well, that's good. That's a nice way of looking at it. And that, oh, no. that must be weird because you've, you've kind of lived those teenage years once. Ooh. So you kind of know what you've got coming up, right? Yeah, but do you know what? My stepkids navigated teenhood really brilliantly I there weren't many huge problems and there wasn't that much attitude like obviously just the usual dose but nothing extreme so I think I got off quite lightly with Arthur and Lola that's good um so you're about to get your comeuppance yeah they've always sort of we've never had a set thing they've just sort of come and gone whenever it's always been quite a loose arrangement so we've had them for two days we've had them for two months you know yeah. it's it's been quite sort of oh we'll have them for this period and then you know oh, obviously i nice. at uni now and then yeah. Lola's 17 so she just sort of she's been with us this last week which has been really lovely um but yeah it's now they're that bit older it's more they've got I guess a bit more autonomy so they hang out with us when they want to versus yeah. when they were tiny it was a lot more about who was practically doing what yeah 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 um but the lovely thing is, and I'm so grateful for this, all four kids get on so well. And oh, there's nice. no half sibling about it. They're just siblings. And that's been, you know, I think really important for me and Jesse is that they all feel like they're just siblings and it's just one big chaotic family and everyone's adjusted over the years really well to all the changes and they just all get on. That's so good, isn't it? Yeah. That is that is nice. I think that the idea of... Because when... Like, to go on holiday with all four of them, it, was there a point when you thought, Arthur's going to dap out of this? Because he's... Do you know when you're 20, you're like, oh, do I want to go on the family holiday? Of course That's he does. Really he wants good. a free holiday. <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's not ditching out on the family holiday just yet. He's getting a lovely free holiday. Fair enough. Do, um, Fair when enough. they're, they're your stepkids, is it like, do you not get as involved with sort of telling them off or setting boundaries? You're sort of, is it a little bit more passive? Yeah, that's def that's been really tricky, actually. I've, de I've definitely found that one hard. I think because their love and respect for you isn't a given. Whereas yeah. with your kids, you know, at the end of the day, if they fall over and hurt themselves or someone's being mean, they will run to you because mm. it's just an instinctive thing. Whereas I think with your stepkids... For me, personally, I've definitely had a bit more insecurity, like, oh, if I say that, are they going to really hate my guts? And how do yeah. I make it up to them or recover from that? So I have found that really tricky to navigate. And it's something I've talked to Jesse a lot about. And he's always been like, no, you know, treat them the same as Rex and Honey. But I, I have definitely found that quite hard, quite, quite a tricky concept. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever tripped yourself up by, by trying to be too too friendly and like I'll get you this you know sort of trying to like bribe them and win them over oh yeah of course I have <laughs> absolutely <laughs> 
<laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, there was a lot of that in the early days. Buy your way in. Yeah, buy your way in. Also, because it was an absolute novelty. Like, when I first met Jesse, I'd never dated anyone with kids before. So I was like, oh, my God, this is so fun. This is <laughs> just... We're going to go like, to giraffe for lunch and go bowling. And, you know, I'd never done all that stuff before. Yeah. I've been, like, on the piss for 10 years consistently. So... That was that was a real novelty, and I think then, you know, as it, that gets very real, and you're like, oh my god, I actually am responsible for these children for a certain portion of the year, and also, I need to sort of be here to help guide them if they need me in life. I think that's where you start to go, oh, okay, this isn't just a novelty. This isn't just sort of me taking them to giraffe for lunch. There's actually, <laughs> there's like a lot. There's more to it. There's more to there's more to parenting the giraffe. <laughs> Supposedly. <laughs> We've discussed whether you're a figure of authority with your stepkids. Are you a figure of authority? I can't call this, Rob. Would you call... What would you call? Fern being quite strict or being... Do you know what I think? From my what I'm getting from you, Fern, of what I've seen... And I, <laughs> right, is, psychoanalyse me. Go yeah, on. Yeah, I'm getting... You are fun. You are fun. You're fun. But I think when stuff needs to get done, you can really put your foot down and get it done. And I think you'd be quite scary, actually. I feel like yeah. you could tell me what to do and I'll do it immediately. You're absolutely right, Rob Beckett. You're <laughs> absolutely you. right. Yeah. Do you know what? You are right. I I, I can be quite fun. Um, but... <laughs> that didn't sound like it when you said that. <laughs> Convincing myself somewhat. Yes. As, as discussed, um, I am a laugh. Correct. Yeah. Do you know what? Like a lot of people, I am busy. So I yeah. do need things to get done yeah. when I'm asking them to get done. And with Rex, who gets very easily distracted, that is often not the case. And I, like, I, every night, it, obviously, this is a whole big portion of parenting, it is Groundhog Day, where I'm like, I am boring myself I am so bored of hearing myself say get in the shower get in the shower because it takes Rex yeah. 20 minutes to get in the shower yeah then once he's in it, he won't get out and then it's 20 minutes to get him out and it's like why does a shower why is it 40 minutes every night it we need to like speed or wait till he's a teenager this... Fern, he'll be in there oh, about an hour. I can't I don't want to think about <laughs> what's sorry. going on in that shower then he'll <laughs> come out um, to you <laughs> yeah, I get very bored of myself and I can get quite ratty in those moments. Yeah. Um, and again, I like to be very honest about that because I think there... And that's why I like what you're doing on your podcast because I think when you look at like people online talking about parenting, you go, oh, they've got it all sussed. Look, they're breezing yeah. through it and they're doing it all beautifully. Oh, my God. Like, it's an absolute shit show here most nights. Yeah. And I'm just saying the yeah. same thing every That's night. And it's so hear. boring. Yeah, we do. We want to feel, like, solidarity in this space, right? Well, yes. when I, when I've, since I've been doing this podcast, and we are quite honest on it, I have had people coming up to me and be saying, like, oh, yeah, we're having a bit of a nightmare and this, and opening up slightly, which is really yeah. good, and I encourage that, and I love it. Because then you get beyond the small talk nonsense that you have a lot especially of like school parents or friends that you only see for a small amount of time but it's nice but basically what i've realized is that everyone is slightly on the edge and are very good at masking it like it's We're not all like so on the edge yeah we all feel like oh god i feel worried about doing that or going there but everyone sort of feels the same and yeah. um, and it's better if you're honest about it because then you can sort of have a laugh about it rather than sit there worrying the whole time yeah, because I think there is so there's this huge undercurrent of anxiety with parenting that we just don't talk about. Not about big stuff, like mm. really sort of anxiety-inducing stuff, like everyday stuff. Like if we ever are lucky enough to go on a holiday or like even if it's in the UK, just that 
element of change literally sends me over the edge if I'm tired and worrying about every tiny detail and every possible outcome of not sleeping, the safety of the place we're staying in. I get a little bit panicked about that sort of thing. And I go into overdrive about like, that's a nice thing going on holiday, but I feel such anxiety before any change of anything. Or like Rex is going on a school trip soon for two nights and I'm like, Oh, my God. He's not going to sleep at all. Is Honey going to sleep because they share a room, so she's going to be a bit thrown? And stuff like that, that tips me right over the edge. But but you are a laugh. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) I am a lot of fun. So do you you have quite a strict routine then to, like, manage that? It's got slacker. I think, you know, I was probably a bit more militant when they were little because I was on Radio 1 every day, so I had a really time-sensitive mm. routine. Mm. And I think, again, now they're getting older, I'm getting a bit more chilled about it. And also, like I said at the start, because my kids are a little bit older and I'm not I'm not sort of, you know, breastfeeding or getting up in the middle of night yeah. the whole time, I'm able to be a little bit more chilled out about my own thing. So I, you know, historically have gone to bed very early because I'm so overwhelmed by life. I need to just, like, say goodbye to the day quite soon and get into bed. Whereas... The famous night I've just been talking about with my old schoolmates. Um, I don't even know what time I went to bed. And that's quite unlike me. But I feel like, oh, I can do a bit more of that now. Yeah. I can sort of like yeah. let go and stop being so controlling. But I think we get into that very controlling mindset because we're shitting ourselves that something's going to go wrong. Totally agree. And we've got all that anxiety. So like, I have, I have micromanaged over the years. Mm. And I think I need to pull back on that a little bit and just sort of, yeah, have a bit more fun, quite frankly. I, I think that's the thing, though, because you, when you're, you've got a really young kids, you do develop these habits. Do you know what I mean? And so I, yeah. so I found myself going to bed at 10 every night or 9.30 every night because that's what we had to do. Yeah, and to now survive. my kids are sleeping long enough. I could go to bed easily at 11, half 11, and I'd still get enough sleep. But it feels... That feels insane when I'm doing that now. Yeah, so if I go to sleep, I'm now doing this thing because I was struggling to sleep where you limit your sleep so you're going to bed a bit later. And the time between... When Rose goes to bed at 10 and I've got to wait, get up to wait there to 11.30, I'm like, I don't know what to do with this time. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so lost. You need lost. to get a new hobby. Yeah, like, so lost in life. It's an hour and a half. What am I going to do with this? <laughs> I know, but that's, I think, this really like lovely incremental thing about them getting older that you do just get a little bit more time back. You know, and I've yeah. got friends who have got adult kids and no young kids and they're like, oh my God, it is a totally different ball game. Like you're there on a much more intense emotional level but on yeah. a practical level there's just so much more time like they're lying in on a weekend till midday you've got a whole half day to play around <laughs> yeah. with oh my god i used to see like this old there was an old guy who used to live down my road and you'd get up every morning at six and go and get the paper and i'd be like you're 70 mate you've got no kids in it. what are you doing but i can see that's going to be me I'm, I know, I up. worry about that. Because <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I wake up, like when I went away with my girl mates for a night, we all woke up at half six. <laughs> we didn't have to. It's like, why are we awake? <laughs> this is awful. What are we doing? Like making bagels and pancakes for no one because we're just doing it all the time. Like, oh, I know, we're doomed. We're really screwed there, guys. I hate to say that, but we're going to be getting up at six every day forever. What time was you going to bed then when you were like in like peak micromanagement? Probably half nine, yeah. read for half oh, an yeah. hour, <clears throat> then fall asleep by ten, half ten. 
But now I am getting a little bit more like, oh, well, let's just sort of not clock watch so much and see what yeah. happens. But my, Rex has never been a great sleeper, so he still gets up quite early. Um, you know, he could, he could still do a half six easily. But then mm. Honey's a pretty good sleeper, so she will have a bit of a lie-in. Um, but then, like you were saying about these sort of funny habits this I think is really good to be honest about because I've been chatting to two of my best mates about this recently and we kind of all equally relieved each other in telling each other this I am still at night sat next to honey holding her hand as she goes to sleep and I keep thinking oh, I've got to get out of this like <laughs> yeah, I've got yeah. to stop doing this she's I could seven. be she's seven I could have 20 minutes to do something else here but yeah. I'm just trying to be accepting of it right now like she really wants this to go to sleep peacefully and to not feel scared so she's happier and I can just have 20 minutes of not going on my phone and just lying there processing the day so I can use that time wisely but I felt really like I was getting parenting so wrong like oh my god I shouldn't be still doing this I should have been stronger and got us out of this habit but like three of my friends are like, oh yeah, I still do that. One of them sits on a box by the bed. One of them's lying in bed holding the hat. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. We've all got a thing. Yeah. And I just think we can't beat ourselves up about it. We sit in with my daughter at the moment and it's, it's as you say, it's 10, 20 minutes. It's like nice chilled out time. I've got no intent on like, I need to end this. But it feels like, I think there's something drilled into you when you have, when you go through the stage of having babies and toddlers and stuff because of all the sleep stuff and all that kind of stuff and potty training and stuff, it's drilled into you that you need to get through these stages so that they are... And there's no kind of... The other element is, oh, it'll be fine because you will get through this. And it's it's actually quite nice. And and my daughter has got an eye mask, uh, a unicorn eye mask, so I actually can go on my phone. So that's what... (laughs) (laughs) That's genius. Do you know what? It really helps. Jesse, having been through all of this you know, for 20 yeah. years with Arthur, he keeps saying to me, that is all going to end before you know it and they're going to yeah. be at uni not wanting to talk to you on the phone. So he, like, doesn't want it to end. He's, like, he loves lying in bed holding Honey's hand as she goes to sleep because he knows it's yeah. not going to be forever. Whereas I'm a bit like, oh, God, I've been doing this for seven years. Shouldn't I not be doing it anymore? But yeah. I think you're right. We do feel like we've got to be so militant. And I think that's quite a new concept. I don't think our parents were like worrying about any of this stuff. They were just like, have they been fed? Do we love them? Tick. And yeah. now we're going, oh God, like, are we doing this right? And are they doing enough after school clubs? And are they getting enough whatever in their diet? And our parents yeah. didn't give a toss about all that. No, no, I totally agree. Yeah, no, some of that, because especially when you're in the school WhatsApp groups, some of the parents, and you know, it's up to them, but they'll be like, oh, but what do you think about this homework? Do you think that was good enough or the right thing or what reading they're doing? And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Genuinely don't give a shit. Like, and I know, oh, and I sort of feel like I should, but I'm like, you know, and that, if they do care about it, that's fine. But like, I don't know. I've just been like, I just, I feel like I can't. I haven't got the time to care about that. And I have not beat myself I, up. I think they'll find their way. And the school yeah. thing is like a whole other scenario where you then start to like. You know, you all get sucked into comparing where your kid's at with reading or the ho- the standard yeah. of the homework or whatever. Or handwriting when they first start. Handwriting. <clears throat> but I think, look at all the people that are doing brilliant things now as adults. You know, like, did did they all do well at school? I doubt it. Like, no. some of them might have. But I yeah. think you find your way, don't you? Like, you find Especially your way right. and... 
Same with like after school clubs. Rex doesn't want to do any. He does. Same as my like, daughter, just absolute none. point blank none. Won't do it. And I always think to myself, like, did David Bowie do extracurricular weird music club? <laughs> no. He just found yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. He just started doing it because yeah. he was bored. So I think yeah. I'm not going to get hung up on that one. Yeah. Yes. He'll do what he wants to idea. do. Exactly. Yeah. But don't don't see David Bowie as the bar you're trying for your children to reach. <laughs> no. That's again a foolish a foolish option. Well that, yeah, so like, that's the same with my daughter, but then I worked out she because her day's quite structured already because they're in lessons, she doesn't want to do a club at lunch or after school because that's her time to hang with her mates. She was like like, like being in the playground talking and playing, where it's free form where, you know, she doesn't want to do science club. I wouldn't want to do science club. No, but he doesn't want to after school. He wants no. to come home and watch TV. Yeah, which is fine. Well, that's what I did. Look at me now, yeah, mate. I'm on a Zoom call. You're smashing it. <laughs> so, what I'm interested in, Fern, with you, because yeah. you're, you are the, you know, you are the uh, the grandmaster of happy, right? So you are oh. the host of the incredible podcast Happy Place, which is also broadened out. You've got a festival. You got a festival. Yeah, we've got a festival and an app that we launched and today. We've launched our Happy Place app. Oh, there we go. What's how do you? I mean, that's. I was going to say, what's it called? But obviously, it's called Happy Place. Happy Place app. Yeah. Well, did it all start from the podcast? Because you've obviously written a book, and then you've got this the, the, the new book. But did it all start from the podcast and come from there, basically? No, or, it was all a bit Rob, of a happy Rob's accident. There asking for a friend. I'm just wondering how much we can broaden this out. <laughs> no, no, no. no but I'm, I'm trying to work out. It feels like you know talking to Richard Branson about Virgin. Like, so what came first? <laughs> I mean, I'm certainly not anywhere near. I'm not launching a rocket, a happy space, happy place, happy space. Happy, <gasps> happy space, space oh, rocket. There we go. I don't think the puns could get better on this episode. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm telling my manager immediately. Um, so, no, what happened is I was doing radio. I felt deeply unhappy in lots of ways in my life. I wasn't particularly happy at work. Everything just sort of fell to absolute shit, basically. This mm. is sort of like late 20s, early 30s. And I was at the point where I was like, no one was offering me any TV work. And I had that scary thing of, I I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know where this is leading and I don't think this makes sense anymore. What the hell am I going to do? You know, I don't have a plan B. I don't have anyone who's going to help me out if it all goes wrong. Is that a thing that happens a lot with... um, Because you are obviously doing... You say Radio 1 and you did Top of the Pops and all that kind of... So it's quite a difficult transition, right? To go from kind of youth television and radio to the next level. Was that one of the things? I think it was... It is, you know, it's it's, it's cutthroat. And I think, you know, if you're yeah. not one of the favourite favourites that gets a lot of TV work, you, you just don't work. And I yeah. really wasn't. But then I started to see how that was really sort of eroding my own self-worth of like, there must be something wrong with me. You know, maybe I'm annoying. Maybe I'm whatever. And I started to really go into my own shell. But there was other stuff going on. I felt mentally really not good. And I started writing. So my first book was called Happy. Mm. And that was looking at that period of my life and the sort of depths that I went to in terms of my mental health. But that was just a book. I was like, that felt really nice to write. If it, if people like it, really cool. Was that pre-kids? Uh, that was just after Rex was born. Right. So, yeah, he was tiny at this point. Um, well, maybe it was after Honey was born as well. I think I, think I had both kids, actually. Because yeah. I left Radio 1 when I was pregnant with Honey. So, yeah, it must have been after I'd had both kids. So, put the book out and then... 
that really resonated with people, luckily. And I think there was a lot of people feeling equally as shit at the time. So that really kind of <laughs> that was a positive. You know, drew people to the book <laughs> yeah. to, to sort of, you know, hear about that. And then I wrote a couple of other books around mental health. And before podcasting sort of exploded into the amazing world it is now, it was sort of an idea that I kept thinking about, you know, this is another way for me to interview people, which is something I love to do, and to communicate, but much more on my terms. Mm -hmm. And again, I had no grand plans for it. I was like, let's just start interview some mates. So the first series was just interviewing people that I knew. Welcome yeah. to our um, world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the best way, yeah. but it's so yeah. nice. It's easier than going the crazy new track from Dua Lipa. Absolutely love this. <laughs> Even though I'm 36 and I've got two kids. <laughs> oh, oh my god, I mean that track. was very much my life. That's very much my life. <laughs> I do feel sorry for Radio One presenters when it gets to that oh. stage where your life has obviously completely changed, but you've still got to pretend to be right on. Oh my god, who was at the club last night? Ariana Grande's new song played and it was great. No, I know. I was so out of that loop, you know, like it I just dropped out of that loop it, like very quickly. So I think it all happened very accidentally, but now it's very much become my mission and something that I'm deeply passionate about mm. and that I'm really enjoying and it's so much fun to be doing all this stuff. So it was an absolute accident, but one that I'm wholeheartedly going with. And has it transformed your life doing this? Yeah, I mean, absolutely, 100%. So I think that's the good thing about hitting rock bottom yeah. is often nothing makes sense, everything yeah. goes, you start again with no preconceived ideas of anything. I mean, I didn't, because I just thought, I don't understand life anymore, I don't get it. I'm just yeah. gonna just try something and just see what happens. I don't care, I don't care anymore. I was kind of like quite nihilistic about it. Like, I don't give a shit, I don't care. And yeah. because I really stopped trying to prove myself and impress people or be something I wasn't, I've ended up just doing stuff that I really, really love and care about, which is a that's very right. lucky position to be yeah. in because I know that that's not a given that you end up in a line of work that you really give a shit about. Yeah. But I really give a shit about what I do. And I'm not dissing the other 20-odd years that I did in traditional broadcasting. I learned so much that has enabled me to do all this. And I had some great fun and there were some really crazy wild moments. But what I'm doing now, I've feel is like a little world I've created. I don't get as much shit because I'm not putting myself in other people's spaces. Yeah, of, yeah. I'm on this channel and I have to be what you need me to do. It's just, if you like me, I'm over here. Yeah. Come have a listen to what I'm doing. If you don't, don't mind, you know, so I feel yeah. safer. I love that joke <laughs> link on Radio 1. Hi guys, yeah, I know. I'm going to be here for a bit, doing a couple of songs. <laughs> no, because it doesn't work like that in radio. No. You have to have the biggest numbers and the best show and oh, the best yeah. everything. And I was just like, I'm drowning in this, I can't do it. So yeah, I'm much happier in what I do today. And I think that's that age, like late 20s, early 30s, that age is a difficult time for anyone, but also, especially women, if there's a pressure on to have a family and oh, what your career's doing yeah. and that you might have to have a career break. If you don't have kids, there's a lot more decisions women have to make and are forced on them than men. So it's quite a tricky yeah. period. Yeah, it, it was really, I mean, I was still at Radio 1, as I said, when I got pregnant with Honey, and I found that very challenging sort of you know my work days were very long sometimes I'd often 
do radio, then go straight to Celebrity Juice. So I'd leave the house at seven and get back at 11 at night. And I felt terrible about it. Yeah. And, I, and I, I couldn't find the balance at all. And I am that bit luckier now that, you know, my kids are at school, which gives me a bit more time in the day. But I predominantly work from home. Yeah. So I can record most of my work from home and write from home. And again, I feel very lucky. It really suits me. It doesn't suit everyone. But I, I like being able to walk and get a cup of tea in the kitchen come back and be in my little shed. I feel very happy doing that. Josh, you fancy going for a beer? Maybe like the 14th of April? Can't do the 14th of April, Rob. How comes? We're doing the Parenting Hell Arena tour at Manchester Arena. Oh, okay, yeah. How about the 19th of April? Oh, no, I can't do that. I'll be doing the Parenting Hell Live tour in Nottingham. What about the 20th of April? Cardiff Arena, Parenting Hell Live, Cardiff Arena. 21st? 21st of April? 20, uh, no, I can't do that either. London 02. 20, 20, 23rd of April? I can do the 22nd. We've got a day off. Uh, okay. 23rd, yes, yes, <laughs> Wembley. What about the 28th of April? I'm in Birmingham. Do you know what, Rob? Parent in Hell Live Tour. Yeah, but we'll just have a drink afterwards. Yeah, should we do that? Yeah, that'd be nice. We need to plug the live tour, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a live tour of Parenting Hell, and I cannot wait. It's genuinely going to be an absolute thrill to do and do you know what it would make the perfect christmas present two of those tickets Ooh. oh great christmas present or father's day present or mother's day present exactly see you there uh your new book happy from head to toe which basically from goes through the body and what the different parts of the body how they can bring happiness so give me the top three facts about parts of my body that are in this book that that's that's a tough question give me the one so i i had this idea so the book is kind of aimed age seven plus yeah um so luckily that's the age that i'm dealing with at home so i can you know monitor what my kids like in terms of books rex hates reading so that's really fun honey's a little bit more conscientious but with rex he needs some sort of adventure to go on so rather than me presenting a book about mental health to kids I thought let's create this adventure through the body because I know that that would really excite Rex and he likes he likes looking at fact books to do with the human body so I thought right that like he loves Adam Kay's books so that really inspired me in terms of how to present it but I think also and this goes for adults as well as kids we kind of compartmentalise like you've got your brain and your mind and your thoughts and then you've got your physical body Mm. and this book was about like it's the same thing like bringing it all together yeah a effect on each other yeah well they just are the same thing and if one's off the other one's off and whatever so so looking at facts okay so I think the things that I found interesting were certainly the stuff around the brain I chat to um Uh, lots of different experts in the book uh, to do with the brain and the mind and thoughts and the power of thoughts. And Tom Daly did a really interesting insert in the book talking about visualisation because he visualises doing the exact dive many times before he actually does it. And he does it you know, just before he's about to dive, he visualises the perfect dive. And I think for kids, that's so important and handy for whether you're doing something in front of the class, reading something out or a sports match. But I think actually for adults, I I sabotage myself all the time going, oh, this is going to go to shit. What if I stumble on that word or mess that up? Rather than going imagining it happening exactly as I would like to. So I found that really interesting. Also, it doesn't matter if you do make a mistake. I nearly nearly said on Strictly. But, (laughs) you know, I'm still here. How? I I was reading Count quickly. Not ideal, was it? 
But, um, We've all been there. We've all done stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think I said anal on radio one by mistake once. I think I was trying to say angel and it came out as anal, but the rest of the sentence just, <laughs> it was really off. We've all been there. We've done it. And, and so with these things, are you, do, have you chatted them through with your kids and stuff like to because it, it's a different um skill right trying to pitch this to a younger market i think that's a it really is. interesting uh world to go into i've not sat down with my younger kids and gone like let's chat about mental health yeah, yeah, they yeah. just sort of switch off and go like, yeah. what is she on about yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. fuck but, off mum. yeah exactly <laughs> idiots Loser. i i have talked to the kids about it in the context of what they've been going through. So Rex went through a horrific period at the start of the pandemic where he was waking up five, six times a night having terrible nightmares about some sort of alien that he'd seen somewhere on an advert or a TV oh, thing. Oh, my daughter's having this at the moment, so we it's don't know nightmare. what to do. Do you know what? Oh, do I say this out loud or not? I'm going to say it out loud. And Rob, I can only apologise. It might not be the same for you. This lasted a year and a half. Really? Well, no, she, oh, Rob. No, she's, she's, this is not like every night, but she wake mm. up quite often and yeah. two or three times, she was like, old people were attacking kids with frying pans was the latest oh, one. God. And she's genuinely like scared when she wakes yeah. up. Like, It's you know. really hard. It's really hard. And I think, you know, we were going out of our minds. We were like, I was trying everything. Like nothing was too strange. I yeah. was like, yeah. let's put, crystals in his bed like anything <laughs> like literally anything yeah. because I said I was... to Lou we should stop hitting them with frying pans before bed <laughs> <laughs> go do that first stick with it do that first yeah it, I was really going out of my mind so I think we had to talk to Rex a lot about like anxiety and mm. like what was causing this mm. and really talking the whole thing through and his imagination and, and all that stuff. And then Honey can get quite anxious before bedtime, worrying about things, and she'll get, like, one idea in her head and she can't get it out. So I think we've talked about that quite a lot. Um, and also Rex can be quite fiery, so if things don't go how he wants, he can really, like, fly off the handles and he'll go in a terrible mood for sort of hours. In frustration. Yeah, stuff. and I get it. You know, they haven't got the vocabulary to sort of articulate yeah. what they're thinking and feeling, so... You know, after we've all probably had a bit of a a Barney and then calmed down, Jesse and myself will sort of try and talk it out with him and like, I get it. It's really frustrating. Like life's really challenging and that these things are yeah. gonna come up and we do try you know, we're by no means nailing it and by no means perfect, but we do try and address these things without using the words like mental health or well-being yeah, yeah. or things yeah, that are just yeah, yeah. totally nonsensical to kids. It's just sort of chatting to them about how they're feeling, I guess, really. I, I think it'd be really exciting putting that book out to a, a younger market because it's like a complete... Are you doing stuff like you going into schools and stuff? Are you going to... I mean, I'm going into my kids' my kids' school soon, actually, oh, to, to do oh, it. No. They're not going to be there. It's to, oh. the, it's to the teachers, oh, which is okay. even more scary. Yeah. Is oh, it? Oh, no, no, that's fine. They're fine, the teachers. You can do a couple of rude jokes with the kids. It's awful. Yeah, true. Yeah. No, I've done, I've done presentations. I did, my worst one was a presentation to the sixth formers, and I sort of misjudged it, and I thought, OK, I'll do this all about don't worry if you didn't get the results you wanted. There's still loads going on in life. Yeah. But before my talk, they did a presentation and literally every kid was like, eight A stars. And I was like, oh, my whole talk is completely obsolete. I don't know what I'm going to do. It was a nightmare. But no, this one's just teachers. But I think, I think we realise as a team, like the Happy Place team, mm. that we've predominantly talked to 
sort of my age group demographic because that's obviously what comes more naturally but we do need to focus on young kids as a starting point like an entry point with this stuff teens mm. which is yeah. massive oh, and we God, haven't yes. even scratched the surface of that yeah and it terrifies me but we've got to do that um and then you know also looking at older people and how they're coping with their own mental health and bereavement and loneliness and all of that stuff going on so we have only done this much like a tiny yeah. amount when looking yeah. at mental health so it's good in a way because we'll just keep on you know getting through all these ideas that we've got hopefully for a long time yet but yeah there's 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 lots of work to be done yeah, no, it's hard work. Well, because my, my, my daughters get a bit anxious about stuff. So if we go and swimming and, you know, she'll be like, oh, no, no, to that, to we got the, we go to the swimming pool at the gym. She'll be like, we, oh, we need our gym cards. And I, I haven't got all the family's gym cards. Because if you get there, I just go, like, you know, Beckett's and they count how many of us there are and then let us in kind of thing. But she's like, we need the card, we need the card. I went, we won't need the card. And I was like, what? I went, you got, and I'll try and say, you've got to stop listening to the worry brain. And I, I started saying the brain. She went, yeah, but I need my brain for maths. I was like, okay, well, you've got a few brains. You've got your worry brain, you've got your maths brain. <laughs> and I went, you don't need, the worry brain will tell you to worry, but you don't, you have to ignore it sometimes because sometimes it worries too much. And then, and then just drop that in there. And then when we get there and we get through without the cards, I'll go see. So, you didn't need to worry. Like the same with the dentist. How was it? Oh, she'll be like, oh, it was fine. I went, yeah, well, that was good. It was the worry brain. So you have to ignore that. So I'm trying to implement that. But I think... That's a really good way of doing it. I think you've got, you've got to give it kid language and give it something visual. Yeah, and, totally. yeah. and then They're not going to be interested in you going... And, and if you say to a, a kid, it will be fine. Like, no, that is yeah. meaningless. That's it's just like, thing. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, yeah. you've got to give it some context and like... Yeah, a visual, I think. So I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, I try and break the brain up. Because I, I, I do quite well with my own mental health during the day, but it's in the middle of the night. My subconscious oh. kicks in of all the, that. So I think that's what sort of happens with kids. And that's why I have the nightmares. Because in the day, they're in the moment and they're floating through life, because like kids do when they're younger. But it's when they go to sleep that all that sort of, the back of their brain sort of creeps out. Yeah, but the, like, as you said, we, you know, we, we're all struggling with it. I have that in the middle of the night when it's dark and I assume everybody else in the whole country is asleep and I'm the only person awake. <laughs> and it's a horrible place to be and your brain is literally yeah. going mad, like yeah. going wild. Yeah. And it's so hard to go... You almost have to talk to yourself like a kid, like... This is the worry brain. Like, this is yeah. just, this is not reality yeah. because we haven't really developed that much since we were kids in terms of anxiety and worry. If anything, it gets worse because we've seen things happen that we didn't like. We've experienced yeah. the pitfalls of whatever. So, you know, we're, we're all dealing with it. And I think that's the other thing I try and do with the kids is say, oh my God, like, I get I get this at night. I, I don't yeah. sleep well. Rather than going like, this is a kid problem. It's like, yeah. no, I... I do this you as well when like it's horrible. School. Why are you worrying? It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone going to you, but you like your life. Why are you worrying? Because I, I, uh, I was on holiday no. in Greece and I was having probably the most relaxing holiday I've had for years because it was like the kids were old enough and it was just so nice. Everything was sort of worked out well. And me and Lou were getting low, like eight hours sleep every night. The kids were playing. Everything, you know, everything could be going perfect. In the middle of the night, I woke up in a, a fit of panic because it was the heat wave back in England. You know, it was like 40 degrees. Mm. I was convinced my house was going to set on fire because it was Brilliant. so hot. Not even, not even something that could, like, no, you know. So I know some houses did catch on fire, but the reality of, of that happening yeah. just... And it wasn't even the heat wave. That was, like, three days away. But I, I was, it's, it's that scrolling on the news before bed's the worst yeah. thing to yeah. do because... Never do it. News stories are no. insane at the moment. I know. We're just we're all imbibing way too much everything. Yeah. And it's yeah. just making us lose the plot completely. And that's the worry, I think, for us as parents is... 
you know, we've not experienced, there hasn't been a generation that's experienced having kids in this world with this much yeah. technology. And yeah. I, I don't know how we're meant to navigate that. And I struggle with it. And comparison. Yeah, comparison. comparison. Of, you know, what, what you don't know won't hurt you when you're a kid and you go, oh, is that all right to do that with that, them today? Like, I'm just sat here in the house and you haven't got your phone, you haven't got social media. But now you're like, you see someone going, oh, wonderful day at the beach, walking the dog. I'm like, have you got a dog to a fucking beach? I can't even drive <laughs> to the coast without it being sick or shitting. <laughs> I... I know, it's horrific, horrific. What do you do about phone? What's your kind of, how's it been with phones? And do you have rules? Because at, at yeah. nine or 10, you said that's approaching Cusp. the point where he's asking for a phone, is it? I know, one of his mates has got a phone and I'm like, absolutely no way yet. We've said 11 because Arthur and Lola had a phone at 11, like a very yeah. basic phone at that point. Secondary and they'll obviously like, yeah. be, yeah, and it's secondary school, you know, when he's at secondary school, I think they will be using them a lot to sort of communicate and meet up or whatever. But at the moment, it's more Nintendo-based hell that I have to live through. Fortnite um, on the Switch. Yeah, it's Fortnite on the Switch, Rob. You're absolutely <laughs> landed on the bullseye there. It's a nightmare. I didn't even want him playing Fortnite, and Jesse did one of those, oh, all his mates are playing it, it's fine. So as soon as Rex heard that, I was like, we're fucked. We're absolutely <laughs> fucked. So, and they kind of, they play with each other. So yeah. Jesse's like, it's social. They're like, they're talking to each other on a Saturday morning or whatever. So we, we, oh God, we, we let him go on for an hour Saturday morning, an hour Sunday morning. Yep. That is it. I'm quite strict about it. Yeah. But often, like the last few weeks, Rex was doing this thing where we would like go out for a walk in the afternoon. He'd go, Please let me play one more time in the afternoon. Please, please. And because he's so relentless, I mean, he's going to be like the most amazing, like he'll talk his way into anything when he's older. Yeah. He ground me down after an hour and I was like, oh, just play it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> and he was like, I won't play it tomorrow morning, I promise. And I was like, well, if you can keep the deal. Obviously, it gets to Sunday morning and he's like, I want to play Nintendo. And yeah. yesterday's deal's gone out the window. Yeah. So as of last week, Jesse created a paper chart that we've stuck to the fridge that says I mean it's never going to work is it no. you're already laughing it's a bit of paper you've not laminated it you're not confident no we've not laminated it it's literally ticking boxes of have you made your bed have you cleaned your teeth have you played Nintendo for one hour yes I have tick it's in writing you've done oh, your right. hour mate it's done so that's our new tactic so I think and how's it going I mean, we've only done one weekend, so oh. uh, ask me tomorrow. Ask <laughs> me on Saturday. Did it work on that weekend, though? One it hour. worked on that one weekend because I think it was there was novelty power there, which we, yeah, is yeah. going to disintegrate in a week's time. See, I, I think that's good to set boundaries, but I, I feel like my my instinct because we've done that before where we've set a boundary that then we trip ourselves up on oh, yeah. where sometimes if I've got to do like a Zoom call if he has two hours on that that's quite helpful because other stuff's totally. happening or I've got to take the other kid to a class or something and if they can sit in the car playing it so I feel like I, me and Lou have been talking about maybe doing it but on like sort of more of a weekly basis rather than this is it forever because actually you don't know what's going to happen in six months down the line do or it whatever. yearly 365 hours use them however you want you can <laughs> 365 well, hours January. Rex would do it all in, yeah, like one block. That's the problem. But yeah, it's you're absolutely right because let's be honest, they are like amazing childcare. Like put your kid on yeah, the Nintendo yeah. and I can do a little workout class on a Saturday morning yeah, on exactly. my phone or tidy the kitchen or whatever it might be or like make lunch if someone's coming over later. Like it is 
really handy. But then I think with Rex, if there's any boundary, he'll work out how to push it further. Yeah. And that's what... Honey's a lot easier. Honey will go... Oh yeah, it's fine. I've done a bit bored now after forty minutes, and I'm like, oh god, all right, that yeah. was a bit, that was smooth. I do, I do think that the, with computer games though, it is a bit like now because they are actually talking to their friends. It's way more social than you think it is. Because back in the day, it was like you were just tunnel vision on your own, engrossed in this thing. But obviously, you do need to set some kind of boundaries. But I do think computer game and gaming is getting a bit like what people were like with telly, where they were kids at school, they only have telly for an hour. So I think it's a bit. It's it's still it's still you can't let them get away with it, but it's not as bad as I think I thought of it was. You know, remember them like headlines of kids are having fits from watching it. <clears throat> and you, you, they can't do it too much, but the chatting with friends, I think, is actually quite a good. It's the same as being on WhatsApp for an hour or something because you're communicating. You're so right. Like in the nineties, or like maybe yeah, no, the nineties. Like when I was in my early teens, I used to my routine at the weekend, and I don't know where my parents were. Get up watch raccoons with some cereal after raccoons straight into live and kicking until midday yeah, yeah. i mean i didn't yeah, move exactly. yeah. yeah totally and you're not, yeah you're not even talking to anyone just start the day with four hours of tv it was absolutely ideal and my mum and dad i don't know what they were doing they're probably just like chilling out and yeah. it, you know fine i'm not like traumatized by it so i think you're right we do put too much emphasis and worry behind like is it too much? Yeah. What does it mean? Well, what's the difference between... It's a screen, basically. It's a screen. But with, if they, if you watch telly for four hours, you are just consuming. But if you're yeah. playing a computer game for four hours, you're problem-solving, you're communicating with friends, you're doing teamwork, you're negotiating, you're chatting, you're, you're, you're like, that is becoming... Now where it's all online, that is their social circle now. You don't just go down the park. When I was a kid, you'd go, don't sit there and watch telly, don't play games, go down the park and play football for four hours. But yeah. kids don't just walk down the park now and do it. Where at 10 and 11, I was walking 10 minutes to a Park to play football for eight hours. Yeah, totally. I mean, you've made me feel a lot better about all of this, actually, Rob. Oh, Thank you. That's a bit of counselling on the side. Well, no, but I just think I play <laughs> games and I understand it a bit more, but I totally get why people are like, you can't just be playing computer games for hours on that little screen. But actually, I think there's a lot more going into it than you can't let a kid do for eight hours and do nothing else. But I don't sometimes... I don't think it's as... I think it's probably seven. Even, Seven's all seven right, hours. yeah. But I think it's better than watching TV on your own or watching an iPad on your own if you're communicating with friends yeah. and stuff. But maybe that's just my excuse because I like playing computer games. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's all about, yeah, like you're picking your battles most of the time, isn't it, as well? Exactly. Picking yeah. your battles. Yeah. Um, oh, so last question. Josh, do you want to ask the final question? This has been brilliant, though, Fern. Thank yeah, you. this is so much fun, Fern. Thank you. I know, I could literally do this all day. I don't want to do other stuff I've got to do today. Can we just extend it? So it used to be more negative but we've 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 changed it which is good obviously uh for you know it took us two years to work that out it used to be what one thing uh does your partner do that annoys you that you haven't told them but now we want one thing that annoys you and one thing that uh you love about them but uh, with the way they parent yeah 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 so i think it's around knows the question better than you josh (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, josh could you just talk around the subject for about three minutes and then i'll just nail it yeah, brilliant. Um, I, I get realised I haven't done it since we changed the question, Rob, and I was panicking. <laughs> okay. Don't worry, I, I already know this bit of the show. Intimately, so it's fine. <laughs> that was pointless um, anyway. It was pointless. You should have just said, do the end bit, and I would have known. And we would have saved ourselves five minutes of torture there, Josh. Yeah. What a waste. So... That would be great on the spin-off episode, wouldn't it, talking about Josh not knowing the question? It would. I'm oh. seriously considering starting up this side hustle podcast project, debriefing your show. I, I think it's got legs. Yeah, definitely yeah. has. Um, so it, my thing is around systems, I think. So I 
try and create a system where I'll go to the kids, right, if you can um, not wake up in the night for a week or if you can do your homework without you know, having me having to beg you to do it for a week, we can get two packets of Pokemon cards each at the weekend. That feels like a really good deal. Yeah. On a Wednesday, Jesse will come in having done the school run with the kids and they've got Pokemon cards. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. wait, whoa, what's going on? Got to catch oh, them all. You know, they've answer? been super good. <laughs> so I thought, I'd get, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my system is completely defunct and yeah. I can't that's, operate yeah, that's like not that. Fair. That takes your legs out from under you. That's not, you know, that's very Liz Truss and Quasi Quarting, that, isn't it? That's very <laughs> yeah, much. yeah, 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 yeah. This is a lot, Liz Truss, exactly. This is the situation we're in. Don't you dare Quarting me. Jesse. No, I know. I mean, he's doing it with a big open heart. He's a lovely human. Who's Quasi Quarting? Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Jesse. Je- Jesse oh, would. Okay, Jesse would. Um, <laughs> He's a good egg all round, Jesse, yeah. and <laughs> and he, do, you know, he doesn't mean to mess with my systems. Yeah. But my yeah. systems often get meddled with. Um, but the good things, he does loads of good things. He's brilliantly up for playing. Like he loves playing football in the garden with the kids or playing some silly game, whatever. Whereas I'm not as good at playing. So he's really good at all that stuff. And also, yeah. like I said, because he's got older kids, he's much less stressed about all those phases that we've talked about. Oh, God, should they not be doing that still? Or should they Mm. be out of this phase? He's just like, look, they'll be 18 soon. Don't worry about it. So he kind of calms me because his parenting is much more kind of like, it's all fine, which is great. And I need that. Oh, lovely. That is a lovely way to That's amazing. Good luck with the book. It's been a brilliant episode. I've absolutely loved it. I've loved it. Fern Cotton, happy from head to toe. And for aimed at kids older than seven and adults? Yeah, seven plus, yeah. I think, yeah. And teens, whatever. I think it's just about general happiness. Oh. You're doing a good Thanks, thing. Fern. Thank you so much, Fern. Thanks, chaps. You are the best. Thank it's you. an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Bye. mate. Thanks, guys. Fern Cotton. She's great, isn't she? Do you know what? Really like that. Really enjoyed it. I don't I didn't know much about Fern Cotton before. I sort of knew of Fern Cotton. Yeah. The Enigma. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. celeb juice. Fern Cotton the myth rather right. than Fern Cotton the, the person. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, Radio 1 and that kind of stuff. But um, no, she's really really chilled out and very normal, isn't she? I, I, in yeah. my head, she was like this sort of like like crazy sort of radio yeah, person. Yeah. But she's actually just really chilled and normal. Yeah, really liked her. Yeah. Really good. I'd love a shed at the bottom of my garden. <laughs> You'd have a shed. You've got well. Well, is, I've got a shed at the bottom. You've of the got garden. a shed, but what is happening with your shed at the bottom of the garden? Uh, well, it's full of stuff. It's got the it's got the peloton in. Yeah. But it, it can't you can't you make a little like do you know place what, to do your podcast? I've, I've got yeah, but I've got a room that's warmer than the shed. So why yeah, would you can make the shed warm? Do, yeah, but why? Would I, actually, in reality, do I want to work in a shed? Yeah, but you would stop you getting distracted. I, I'm not getting distracted. Hmm. What do you mean? The amount of times when stuff's gone on in your house. You've woke up the kid or there's a knock oh, at the door yeah, yeah. or you you go to different floors for the internet. Yeah, but imagine going to the shed for the internet. I'm just saying I think you could do yeah, with a yeah. room. Okay. Yeah. Right. Anyway, phone cotton. Phone cotton. See Thanks. You on, see you on Tuesday. Bye. Bye. 